Are you bored living a mediocre life? We were too, and we know how to change that. Each week, we'll leave our comfort zones to explore a new topic, then step onto our soapboxes, a safe space to sound off on our latest adventure. Come explore with us. All opinions are welcome. This is a mindset. This is a lifestyle. This is Siren Soapbox. Hello and welcome fellow explorers. Thank you for diving in. Our mission is to get you and ourselves out of our comfort zone to explore because that is where real growth takes place. We want to take you along with us on our next adventure. Find out how by going to www.sirensoapbox.com. Click dive in and explore to learn more or submit a challenge for us to do. That is where today's show idea came from. It reads, Greetings, Sirens. My name is Pam, and for about eight months, I have been listening to Siren Soapbox podcasts. I love listening to the different ways each of you approaches the challenges. I love that you are curious about new activities, new thoughts. You're willing to dive in and develop new skills. You're willing to challenge ideas that you held about yourself or the world. This makes me wonder if you have ever looked at how numbers occur in our lives. You see, I have been fascinated by the beauty of numbers ever since I was a child. I love the beauty of numbers, how they go together, how they complement each other. I suppose it makes a lot of sense that I grew up to become a math teacher. I see the beauty in numbers every day in my job. Beyond that, though, I'm continually surprised by how numbers show themselves in our everyday lives. When I wake up at night, look at the clock, it says 1111. I have to ask, is this a coincidence? A grocery bill totals 4567. Random? My phone numbers in the past have been sequential numbers on several occasions. What does it all mean? Are those coincidences or the universe sending me a message? Perhaps you could research numerology, the study of numbers in our lives. Let me know if I'm crazy or do they really happen for a reason? Respectfully, Pam. So since TC knows her best, I'm going to pass it to her to introduce our listeners to Pam. I'm so excited that Pam sent in this challenge because that makes her our challenger tonight. And since we invite our challengers to join us for the resulting episode, it means I get to have another of my best friends on the show tonight. I met Pam during her interview for a math position at the school where we work together. I remember the first time we chatted about non-math stuff, and I just felt the nudge to talk about spiritual things and personal things that I typically don't bring up much at work. I remember thinking right away that she was a soul sister, and the more I get to know her, the more I know it's true. Pam is a smart, funny, and adventurous soul who doesn't always give herself enough credit. I love that she is stepping out of her comfort zone and joining us on this episode of Siren Soapbox. Thanks for joining us, Pam. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I've been like, yay, I can finally (laughs) be here and meet everybody. We're so happy you said yes. (laughs) Well, Sirens, let's dive into the subject of numbers. I'm excited to hear what everyone experienced. If at any time the conversation gets too intense, the safe word is? Mango. Mango. First up on her soapbox is Mer. So I don't know a thing about new numerology. I do, however, feel a strange connection to numbers. Numbers make sense to me. They add up, multiply, divide, subtract. You always get a clear, solid answer. Words aren't always so clear. I've never really noticed a pattern of repeating numbers in my life. However, on Friday, the number 39 kept popping up everywhere. Maybe I noticed because I was preparing for this episode. I don't know. When I was a teenager, I used to hang out with a guy named Jeff, whose birthday was April 17th, 417. Jeff would see 417 everywhere. And I always wanted that to happen to me, but it never did. Maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention. I have, however, always felt an attraction to the numbers three and seven, I'm not real sure why. I remember that my softball number was always three in grade school. B, 
because I didn't play sports in high school, hashtag teenage pregnancy. It was always my choice though, to have that number. It was never randomly assigned to me, but I'm really not sure how or why threes and seven have always been my numbers. Maybe I'll learn a little bit more about that during this episode. I find it fascinating that I'm about to be described by someone who I've never met based solely on my birth date and my birth name, a name I've completely abandoned for my married name, even though I'm divorced. I mean, I do like my ex-husband much better than my bio dad. So I think this is going to be an interesting uh an interesting thing. Also, how can the random date of my birth define the type of person I am? I guess that's the same thought I have about astrology, which we decided in episode 54 that I may or may not buy into. I don't think we ever really decide it, or I don't think I've ever really decided. Sara, tell us what you know about numerology. Well, I had never heard of numerology before we received this challenge. So I have to say it's been fun learning about it. I've always had a bit of a thing about numbers and I kind of thought it was just another one of those weird things about me. Who knew there was something to it? Well, hopefully there is. I'll be a little disappointed if I hear it really just has me being weird all along. And here's why. I first started noticing numbers after watching The Omen as a young kid. We lived in an apartment building in Brussels, which isn't particularly significant. But what is significant is, is that we lived on the sixth floor and my birthday is in June, June 6th, no less. That's a bunch of sixes, which isn't particularly earth shattering. But if you've seen the omen, you may remember that the little kid, Damien, had a birthmark, six sixes or three sixes on his scalp. And cute little Damien was actually some antichrist who had an inhuman jackal for a mother and he killed a bunch of people. So we lived on the sixth floor. My birthday was six, six. The antichrist's birthmark was three sixes. That was quite a lot for little Sar to think about. I can't wait to delve into the possible meaning behind all of that. I, no joke, used to look for that birthmark on my scalp. Even crazier, the movie was released in June of 1976. Yes, the sixth month of 1976. Oh, even better, in the US it was released June 25th. In the UK, yes, indeed, June 6th. The other thing about my relationship with numbers, I'm a firm believer that even numbers are the best numbers and not just because of all of my sixes. I will purposely have the volume and the temperature set to an even number in my car and at home. Bill loves to change them to odd numbers when we're in the car together, just to see if I notice, and I usually do. Then the challenge is on. We keep changing the volume or temperature or both until I finally win. And I can say that because Bill can't say otherwise right now. I did research on this and I'm pleased to say that I am totally right. We are apparently hardwired to prefer even numbers. Something about the symmetry is attractive and our brains process even numbers more easily than odd ones. The asymmetry of odd numbers apparently is cruel to pattern making minds. So it's no wonder that Stephen King picked 217 as the scary room in The Shining. Jess, how do you like numbers and numerology? Well, before this, I didn't really know much about it, and uh, I still don't. I don't know much about numbers in terms of anything other than math. But even with math, I was a science major who had to take calculus, and then all the math turned to letters instead of numbers, so I still don't really understand numbers. I'm very excited to learn more about this and see how numbers show up in my life and if I should start focusing on a certain number. I did used to watch the show Numbers when it was on TV, And I found it super fascinating, but I never really paid attention to if different numbers show up in my life. Once I started thinking about it for this episode, seven does show up a lot, but I don't really know what it means. I know that seven is supposed to be lucky, so I guess that's good. I was married on the seventh. My dad and brother both have seven in their birthdays. And then I have all my type seven sirens that I am not a type seven. So I'm just surrounded by them. But I am excited to learn how my birthday and my name are making a life path for me and more about the history of numbers and what they mean. So with that very short soapbox, Elsie, type seven, what's your favorite number? One, two, three. No, I'm not quoting the owl from the Sitsy Roll Pops. It's my birthday, December 3rd. So Ever since I can remember, I too have had a fascination with numbers. 
where they pop up, different synchronicities, and things that appear with numbers. I tend to favor the middle odd numbers, unlike Sarah. <laughs> I like three, five, and seven. Three being top of my list. Myself, my husband, and my son all have threes in our birthdays. There was even a time during my dark night of the soul when I was waking up every single night at 3 a.m. Other weird shit happened then too. Maybe that's a topic for another episode. But I mentioned this because I am hyper aware of it now. And I started waking up just eyes wide open at three o'clock in the morning yet again. So I'm hoping that being aware of this means that I do not repeat the same horrible experiences as before and listen to what the numbers have to tell me. Speaking of, lately, I'm seeing a lot of five, five, five. Actually, when I practiced my soapbox earlier, I looked at the clock and it was 5.55, weirdly enough. Um, my coffee total the other day was also 5.55. Sometimes I see 4.44 four, four on the clock too. I have no idea how many times in a day I actually glance at a clock or if I'm just more aware of it when certain numbers that are special to me are on the clock. When looking up the topic of numerology, I was surprised to find that Catholicism largely doesn't support it. My understanding is trusting in the Lord when looking to the future. However, I'm curious. The spiritual world sends us messages and signs all the time. Shouldn't numbers count? After all, the numbers 3, 12, and 40, just to name a few, are numbers that appear again and again in the Bible with great significance. And everyone knows that other number that was already brought up earlier, the three sixes, is bad news bears. So I'm not convinced that numbers don't hold a special significance to Catholics. So I'm excited and open to learn more on the subject while keeping Christ in mind and making my own personal assessment. TC, how do numbers influence you? Well, I've always been fascinated by numbers, intrigued by the patterns in mathematics and the magical ways numbers seem to relate to each other and to nature. I've always had a favorite number, and it seems to be a number that pops up a lot for our podcast. Guess what it is? The number seven. Not too long ago, I had a dream about the number 41. I actually had a dream within a dream within a dream, a three-layer deep dream about the number 41. And in each dream, the characters in my dream told me ways to remember the number 41. I don't really feel like uh, I ever understood the significance of that number, but I woke up feeling that it was very important to me. I still think about this dream, and I feel like it might be time to dig a little deeper into it. After reading the information provided to us by a spiritual numerologist, Shay, I learned that our talents, strengths, and challenges are revealed to us at birth through our birth dates and birth names. Using this information, our numbers can be calculated, and this acts as a sort of owner's manual or life map. Shay says, the most important number in our chart is the life path number. When we first considered doing an episode on numerology and I started researching it, I'll admit I calculated my life path number. If I remember correctly, I was not sure that the number described me or Maybe I mean that the description for that number is not how I see myself or not who I think I am or want to be. And don't worry, I did not go back and reread the information, so I don't remember all that much about what was there. So how do I feel about a stranger getting ready to tell me who the universe designed me to be? I decided, and I had to decide, that I'm going to be open to hearing what she has to say. I did some work yesterday, some self-talk, to open my mind to what the numbers say, and I'm curious to see what I can learn about myself through the numbers. I feel a little nervous that I will not recognize my own description. I wonder if I will like who she describes or if I will want to be who she describes. Okay, in all honesty, this is way outside of my comfort zone, but the numbers don't lie, do they? Shay is a spiritual numerologist who understands how numbers represent concepts and also how they take us very deeply into the spiritual realm. Shay believes that knowing your life path and other numbers in your chart opens you to healing, centering, faith, and higher self-guidance. Shay explains that the numbers surrounding our birth, our birth date and birth name, give her a pretty good idea of who we are. She goes on to explain that our lives are determined by three things 
The first third is written in the numbers. The second third is influence, the situation into which we were born. And the final third is what we do with it all, our own free will. Shay originally made a business of her understanding of numbers, but she has found over time that the more she tried to force the business end of it, the less it flowed. Now she lets it flow as it will and uses her Facebook page as a way for people to reach her. You can find her by searching Numbers by Shay on Facebook. Her goal is to share light, magic, and love with others. Shay combines numerology, Chinese astrology, and astrology to dive into the nature of those around her. She describes the birthday as the soul's journey through the human physical experience, the path. We are all very excited to hear what the energies of our numbers have to say about us. Please help me welcome Shay to this episode of Siren Soapbox. Welcome to the show, Shay. Welcome. Thank you, Sirens. And I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk about the thing that I am so passionate about. And uh, for good reason, it has guided my recovery. Um, Siren LC talked about the dark night of the soul, and that is a common theme in my life over and over again. But I had the big, the, the biggest hit was back in 1996 when um, uh, it, it was such a dramatic event that I actually wrote a book about it. It, it is... Um, it is in paperback. It is out there. Um, but it was my entrance into the spiritual realm. So I had been a very normal wife, mother, worker, um, doing everything that everybody does. And then that all fell apart. And then my history fell apart. And then I lost my identity. I felt completely alone in the world. I had no idea who I, who I was. And I've told people that I, I felt like as a child, I had been knocked so far out of alignment with the truth of who I was that I had no idea where to begin to look. And so in my darkest hour, I found numerology. Well, as you do, you do everybody's numbers. It was just fascinating to me that like, like many of you have said, I knew nothing much about it, but it was fascinating to me how they described the people that I knew best when I added up their birth dates and I looked at their numbers I'm like oh my goodness I feel like I'm being introduced to my own children for the first time but they didn't fit me and I thought why am I so, so such the weirdo that numbers fit everybody that I know but they don't fit me well by the time I got done applying learning studying numerology I realized they were absolutely who I am and I, I began to rebuild my life based on the truth that the numbers showed me. And I knew if I could do it for myself, I could do it for others. So in the 25 years since that time, I have done probably a thousand readings, a thousand numerology charts for people and help them to find their true authentic self before beneath, I should say, all the conditioning. So is it nature? Is it nurture? It's both. So, uh, so that's why I do what I do. It's interesting. So Shay has um, done the numbers of the sirens, as well as our guest Pam, and um, I think she's gonna she's going to read the descriptions, and we're gonna try to figure out who she's describing. So, are right? we going to like write numbers one through six, and then write down who we think it is after each description, and then reveal them at the end? Yeah. After all six of them are read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's make a fun game out of it. All right. (laughs) Shay, are you ready? I am ready. And you have all given me quite the challenge because (laughs) you, there are three of you who have very similar energies. Oh my gosh. Is it compatible? I'm going (laughs) to guess that it's Elsie, Murren, TC, but we can hold that answer to the end. Maybe I'm wrong. There are two of you who are different. Um, but, but the three of you have what is known as the goddess energy, the goddess number, number six, Sarah, number six is a very powerful number in numerology and is the one that's most compatible with all of the numbers. And I will, before I get started, I just want to say quickly, I do call the odd numbers, the troublemakers and the even numbers, the cleanup crew. 
That's funny. <laughs> so you you all you touched on that. Some of you have a, a, a tendency to go toward the odd numbers, which are very spiritual. They're very spiritual numbers, and they are the ones who like to stir things up and cause problems. And then the even numbers, they come in and try to sort and arrange and put things back in order. So interestingly, the numbers next to each other, one through nine are not compatible. They don't get each other. They don't play nice together, but it's the inhale and exhale of life. Okay. All right, let's get started with our game. But um, you did, you did give me a challenge because you, you do have very similar numbers. So it'll be kind, kind of nuanced, I think, as we go along. So I did mix up all the numbers, the names that you sent to me. And so you, they're not in the order in which I received them. Here is our first siren. She is idealistic. She is an improver. She has high expectations of herself and others. She's very protective. She has a critical eye. She can spot flaws and and uh, little um, and idiosyncrasies. She's quite goal-oriented, and she's very helpful slash bossy. <laughs> and that could relate. Some of these, I'm telling you, these terms could relate to all of you. Yeah, there's some real interesting, um, significant sharing of numbers. So you did, you did make it a challenge for me. Here's our next siren. She has a very sweet and loving exterior and a steel spine you would think that she would be a pushover. She would be someone that you could um, maybe wheedle what you want out of her. But when push comes to shove, this one is the one that's dangerous. She has also high expectations of herself and others. And she is a builder as many of the sirens are. She likes quality. She prefers quality in, in her friends and who she surrounds herself with and what she surrounds herself with. Very achievement oriented also. Very, very hard on herself if she makes a mistake. Heaven forbid anything be her fault. The next siren is stubborn. <clears throat> a little bit nitpicky. She likes to get up in everybody's business um, just because she likes to help and support. And next thing you know, she's all in there doing it and um, is very good at it. She's very, she's very efficient when she gets going. She, she has um, a tendency to be an improver. She likes to come in and say, well, the, we could fix this. We can make, if you just put this over here and that over there, then it would be better. Our fourth siren is practical. Let's get down to business. She is skeptical. She's the prove it to me siren. She is very earthy and dependable and reliable. She can also be very blunt. She's not a show off. She's not going to come in and, um, and take over, but she's very much a supervisor. She likes to, to supervise from the, from the wings. Um, very, uh, very, pra uh, very um, work oriented. <clears throat> How we have... Our last siren, very uh, spiritually inclined, very faith-based, very uh, actually fearless, resilient. When this siren comes up against uh, a situation, she is she's going to face it head on. She just wants to know the bottom line. She wants to know the truth of it. She's going to be all up in the, in the facts, and she is to the point. She does need her quiet time. She needs solitude. If she gets overwhelmed, she needs to back away and spend some time um, outside or uh, just by herself to regroup. She's very detail oriented. She is, um, she just wants the facts. Just give me the, 
the facts and then she can work with it. And organized. She likes to understand why things are the way they are. And our last one is very sensitive, very sensitive to criticism. Um, even though she has a critical eye, she is inspirational, a fountain of ideas, curious, open, artistic, temperamental slash moody. She can spot flaws again, and she can nip if she's challenged, but she would rather not have to do that. She would rather just be rational and civilized, but push comes to shove, she'll, she'll speak her mind. So we have all six of you there, and it will be interesting to see. Um, I look at I look at your numbers, and I'm just like, there's so much similarity here. You are such a cohesive group. We really feel that way. <laughs> it shows. It's definitely a, and and you're very um, nurturing and protective uh, um, and motherly energies you take care of each other so i'm going to stop there and uh, and see if uh you're ready to hear who's who and if you'll claim that and that's something you said tc was are, are you a, are you open-minded enough to say yeah i can see that in myself because um a lot of people cannot. We're not the best observers of our own qualities. So that's an interesting I, observation because as we're going through this, I really didn't know where to fill my name in. Yes. I kind of went back and did it at the end. <laughs> it's very interesting. When I have couples that I do readings for, I'll be talking to one and they'll be going, no. And the other one will be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so I always recommend when I do a reading for someone that they let someone that they know that who knows them really well, listen to it because we're not very good observers of our own qualities. And we, we don't like to own some of them. So there's that. So I, I had two of them that I thought might be either Elsie or me. And then I heard one that I thought was more clearly Elsie. So then I went back and I thought one of those two that I thought was either Elsie or me would either be Mer or me. And I still don't know which is Mer and which is me. Tracy, I, feel, I had the exact thought process. Yeah, I feel like I know <laughs> Jess, Pam, and Sarah. I feel like I got those three. So this is going to be fun. How do yeah, we, how do we want to do this? Do we want to? I can just tell you. Um, do we want to guess or do we want her to tell us? Let's guess first and then uh, and then let Shay tell us. All right. Yeah. So I guess TC for number one. I guess Mer. I guess TC or Mer. I left it blank. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I, I didn't do any of them. I just wrote them down. <laughs> okay. Sarah. Well, this is the first time you're meeting someone. That's right. I know. I only know TC and I couldn't even pick her out, really. That's funny. I couldn't even pick me out. <laughs> I don't know. I think I went with the easy things like a sweet and loving Jess, mm -hmm. spiritual. LC. Wait, wait, wait. You get, We're just guessing one? one. Number one. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. I don't okay. know. All right. Yeah. Number two. Who's got a guess for number two? Jess. Yes. Sarah. I guess Sarah. Sweet and loving. Yeah, I guess Jess for the because of this. I, I actually Jess. wrote sweet and loving when okay. I wrote her name down. In all reality, I my internet cut out on number two, and I heard at the beginning was high expectations, and I heard the very last thing that she said, and I can't remember what it was. Well, anyway. that's why you don't have to yourself. Hold on, yeah, the, 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 the loving. I, I, I've. That's what I wrote down too for Jess. That's why I yeah. picked Jess. Okay. So number three, I settled on Mer. I, I have TC yes. or Mer. TC. <laughs> TC or Mer. I would have said TC if I was going to pick one. Yeah, thanks, I had. Thanks. I, thanks, guys, for calling me nitpicky and stubborn. Anyway, I, let's move on now to number four. 
I had one in three LC or TC. And then I heard another one that I thought might be LC. So I picked TC for one and three for Mer. And I did the same thing. All right. Number four, I chose Sarah. Mer. Did TC. Chose Jess. Interesting. All right. Number five, I chose Elsie. I chose Elsie down too. Yeah. There's your five, five, five anyway. And then uh, I picked Pam for number six. So did I. I did too, because I don't know, I don't know Pam and it didn't seem. It didn't seem like it described any of us very well. But I I do know she's sensitive to criticism and that she's inspirational. So I chose her. I like it. Shay, do you want to tell us uh, what the real answers are? I will tell you, keeping in mind that when I do a reading for someone, it takes an hour and a half to go through their charts. So this is really just a skimming the surface. Okay. Right. Okay. Number one is Sarah. Wow. Wow. I'm surprised by that. Yep. All of those, you've got two sixes in your chart and a two, and those are very nurturing, um, motherly, take charge kinds of energies. Number two is Jess. Lots of people guess that. Yeah. Number three is Muir. And four is TC. Five is Elsie. And Pam, you were. The three life path. Yes. So... I oh yeah, got... what's everybody's life path number? Oh yeah. You want to know their life paths? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll run down the chart here. Sarah is a two. You're all about partnership and being the wind beneath the wings, the support system. That's what you're here to do is to learn uh, cooperation, collaboration, partnership. Jess, you have an 11-2 life path, meaning at some point you will be um, awakened to a spiritual mission. You will most of the time be I, um, be the support that I just described Sarah, um, Sarah to be, but you will also have a divine and uh, divinely guided mission at some time in your life because that 11 is a master number energy, and that's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. Um, Mir, you have number six life path, meaning you are here to be of service to others. Number six is here to help humanity, to bring balance and love and support and comfort to the world. That's why three of the sirens have that six prominently in your chart. You want to help the world be a better place. So Mir, you're, you're, the, you're the number six, Tracy. TC, you are the four life path, meaning you are the foundation. You are the rock, the support system for the people in your life, the go-to person who knows where everything is, how it's done, how it works. All of that lies in that number four energy that says practical, stubborn, determined, won't quit. Elsie, you have a seven life path. That is the very spiritual energy. Seven and three are um, considered to be the the sacred energies that that point to the heavens. But seven is here to learn faith over fear. And it is dark night of the soul energy. It can be, it can uh, introduce you in life to situations that test your faith. And so number seven, life path people can, um, can have some situations that seem very unfair, but are actually intended to increase that faith element and to help you to remain strong, regardless of what goes on. Pam, you have a number three life path, the, the number that's considered to be the easiest of all of them, uh, only because you're here to brighten the world, to shine your light to show people what happiness and joy looks like. But number three can be very bipolar, can be very, um, very moody. It's extremely creative. It's, it's, it's basically the number of communication. So you must communicate, express yourself in some way. So 
Does that help with with some of the descriptions? Yeah, yeah. that's so fascinating. I my immediate gut reaction when I heard that I'm here to be of service to others is fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There will always be someone that needs you. I know, Shay, that's the problem. My life path is six also, so I get it. It's interesting. It's interesting. If you look at my uh, siren um, uh, bio, uh, my um, superpower was um, uh, protecting my loved ones. Yeah, that's immediately what I thought of when she described you as a, and she didn't describe you as mother hen, but that's kind of how I picture you. Very motherly. I already, I already knew mine was a three because I've been actually like researching this and reading this for probably 10 years, just off and on, you know, I would go and do it and I would look at it. And I really always struggle with the fact that I was supposed to be a three because I'm supposed to be creative. And I never felt like I was creative. Um, I, I always felt like I wanted to be creative, but I didn't really believe that I was creative. And so um, I really, really struggled with that for a long time. And it was really only after I started like this whole thing that I went back and started looking at it again. And I was like, okay, maybe I am creative. <laughs> maybe I need to let this happen. Maybe I need to stop fighting it. I, I don't know. You don't know how many times I've heard that from number three people. I'm the least creative person I know. I, I, I wouldn't know how to create anything because our life paths are what we came here, our eternal souls incarnated in human form to experience certain things are to enrich ourselves in certain ways. And so if you already knew how to be creative, why would you set up a life that was focused on learning how to be creative? So what usually happens is that we live an aspect, a certain time period in our lives, kind of climbing that mountain and then getting to the point where we begin to master those qualities. And so, yes, you you have very creative potential, but you have to find the uh, venue for the expression of that. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Why do we go by our birth name for our life path? Because that is, so the life path is the path that literally the, the story of your life. It's this, it's the setting, it's the it's the people, it, it, it's, it's the movie, it's the plot of the movie. Your name is who's starring in the show. And so when you were born at that specific time on that specific day with that name, the, the, the vibrational energy of those numbers assigned to those letters gave you certain talents and abilities and skills and challenges in this lifetime. So that's why we always go back to the birth name. And very often I hear, I've never gone by that name. I don't like that name. Well, whether you do or not, those are your treasures, I call them. Those are your inherent qualities or character traits, whether you like them or not. And so um, when you do change your name, either by marriage or you go by a nickname, it does change the energy in your chart by about 25%. So it can influence who you are as you're walking the path, but it never changes the fundamental qualities you were born with. So if I, if I calculate at my nickname, Merhaj and came up with a different number would would I be like some combination of my life path that was calculated using my birth name and my nickname well the name really is very separate a separate energy from your life path so it's it's just um, your name describes how you're going to handle what life gives you so when you do make a shift, like some people get married several times and keep changing their names, 
have you ever heard you're not the woman I married? You're not the woman I thought I married. Well, that's because I took your name when we got married. Now I'm not that person that you fell in love with. I'm somebody else. Thanks very much. So people come to me very often to help name their children, which one of my daughters did, incorporating specific number energies into those children's names. Um, or they'll come to me for compatibility. Should I take his name when I get married or her name when I get married? Um, should I, should I just keep mine? And sometimes I'll tell them, you know, you're going to get too much of this type of energy. If you take that name, just saying, um, or sometimes I'll say, yes, that will give you, uh, qualities that will be very supportive in your life right now. I always just assumed that I would keep my previous married name when I marry Mark. So even though I'll be married a second time, I'll still be a Hodge because I don't want to deal with changing my name again. I think it's kind of ridiculous. Um, But maybe that's, that's something to think about if that's going to affect our energies, maybe it might be beneficial for me to change my name. It absolutely does affect your energy. And, and the moment, like if, if you have been married and, and changed your name, the moment that you begin to introduce yourself automatically as that person, like it just rolls off your tongue. That's when you have integrated the energies of that name and they can just become familiar and comfortable for you. Are they the truth of who you are? Maybe, maybe not, but you've kind of uh, incorporated that energy into how you perceive life. And so when you, and you can tell what I'm saying is true, because if you, if, if I start calling you different names, we have Deborah over here instead of Elsie, we have Paula instead of Mirror, it feels absolutely foreign. It just, there's something that rubs you the wrong way if you're called by the wrong name. And those are the vibrational energies of, of those letters. They just don't feel like you. I have a friend who her name is Tina, but as soon as her first niece was able to start talking, she couldn't really say Tina. So they just called her Nene. And now like, that's what she kind of expects everyone to call her. And she gets a little offended when they use her real name. Yeah. It just feels comfortable to her. And it might be an energy that is more compatible with her life path. That makes sense. I'm going to, some of us are very compatible with her such um, a hard time about it. (laughs) I know I I teach school and I always, when I first get to know the kids at the beginning, I always make sure I'm I'm adamant about that. I'm going to say your name and I'm going to say it correctly the way that you want to hear it. And so I tell them, and a lot of times kids will be like, oh, I don't care. You can call me whatever. I'm like, no, no, no. You tell me what you want. That's what I'm going to learn. And that's what I will remember. And so, um, because I think that's important, that's your name, that's who you are. So I think that I should be respectful and call you by that name that you identify with. Yes, it's very important. And um, in the non-binary community, they will, it's a big thing in, in that community to change to a gender free or gender fluid name and not commit to the name they were born with, but they will always have those energies regardless. So names are very important and they, they do matter. And even um, one misspelling, one E instead of an A can feel like uh, an instrument that's out of tune. You hit a, you hit a flat note and it just doesn't, it just doesn't uh, feel right. Have you ever had a, situation where you were doing a reading for someone and they didn't know their real birth date or their real birth name and how do you go about handling that yeah the birth date um and and i i did do that there was a a girl who was born in china and was adopted and she did not know her birth date and so um or her birth name she was given a an american an english name and so what I did was talk to her for a while and ask her about asked her about certain patterns in her life and how things kind of played out for her. And I could pretty well narrow down what 
her life path was, but it, there's nothing definite. You really do need to have the, not that even the time does matter um, because we are so multi-layered with different numbers, but we do need the birth name and the birth date. And so people who are adopted, he'll say, well, they changed my name when I was one, or we, I look at all the names and, um, and, and try to find out for them which one they resonate with. I can uh, definitely speak to the, the name thing, being a Sarah, not a Sarah. Growing up in the States, I was a, a Sarah as a little kid because Sarah was just too different. And I was already different enough with an accent. So I just went by Sarah. And then when somebody finally realized, and I think I was, um, I was already in college and somebody that I worked with heard that I was a Sara. They heard my parents say my name. And um, so they said, well, why don't you go by Sara? And I said, well, it's just too difficult. Nobody can say it and nobody remembers. And she said, well, you're sorry. You should go by Sara. And so then everybody at the firehouse started calling me Sara and it was it just made such a big difference. And so, you know, ever since then I've gone by Sara and it's, it's only people that I know I'm not going to have a relationship with that I don't, bother correcting or if it's somebody on the phone that I'm just have you know I, I know I'm not going to ever meet face to face that I will just say Sarah because it's sometimes easier but it makes a huge difference mm -hmm. yeah I can't imagine calling you Sarah that's not you although I have yeah. said it before <laughs> <laughs> I was I gonna respond. say we, we can go back several episodes like when she first started on the show and I think she was called back quite a few times yes <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question um so I have three children and my daughter uh my third child was all my all my babies were c-section and by the time my daughter came along I was like uh can we just schedule the c-section and the doctor was like of course so I mean I picked her birth date um what did I do to her <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a valid question. I've scheduled mm. two of my children's births. They came yes. in exactly as they intended to. Oh, I love hearing that. That's, yeah, that's they, the best the, answer, Shay. The soul, the, our eternal souls just see this as just one episode in many. And so they come in exactly when they intend to and they create, we choose our parents, we create the vibrational foundation of our personalities by choosing the names that we choose. For example, my youngest daughter was going to be Hillary Suzanne when she was born, which she to this day is like, good God, mother. Um, <laughs> thank, thank you. But when I, I had her, my husband was holding her in the delivery room, out of my mouth popped, how about Carrie Elizabeth? And he's like, okay. And that's her. She is mm -hmm. Carrie Elizabeth. She is no Hillary Suzanne. So she's, um, yeah, she's very grateful. So she was like, hell no, we're not, <laughs> not going by that energy. That's not who I am. So I truly believe that we do choose the vibrations that we want to, um, to inhabit in this lifetime. Well, I remember with my, with my daughter, sorry. No, it's okay. Um, with my daughter, so I have two boys and then I have a, a girl and I knew this was the only one I was going to get. And I had like a whole bunch of names I wanted to name her. And so I remember us being in the hospital and trying out all the names. So like this hour, we would call her, you know, this name. And this hour, we would call her this name. And we tried them out. My husband and I, we, we just kept trying it out until we finally landed on the one that we agreed was fit her. That's what we were looking for was the name that fit mm -hmm. her. And, and so I, you know, I'm happy because the name we gave her, I really um, love that name. So I, I guess that's what we were doing. We were just trying to find the one that fit her energy, I guess. Well, our communication with each other is always vibrational. It's always telepathic. And so when we're literally creating that life, that physical form, we're communing. And so they are communi communicating with us 
letting us know everything is okay. This is what I want. I don't want this. I do want this. My oldest daughter came out pissed at the world, <laughs> is still pissed at the world. My youngest came out and I, and I was like, why is there silence? What is wrong with my daughter? And she is like that. She is so calm and sweet. And so it's just uh, the vibrations that they carry are fire and water. And that's what I was feeling from them from the beginning. So it's just, we, that's how we relate to each other energetically. So I'm curious how one would use, once you know your numbers, once you've calculated them or, or even had somebody who knows more about this, calculate the numbers. How do you, other than just looking at it and reading it and saying, hmm, I think it fits me or hmm, maybe it doesn't. How do you use that information in your life? Like, we begin to question. You begin to claim it. You begin to own that energy. It, you transfer um, your soul growth, your your human journey from um, self control, where you try to keep yourself contained so that you're civilized, to a place of self mastery, where you say, "Yes, I have these qualities. I can be stubborn. I can be bossy." I can be all up in everybody's business. And you know what? I have done a lot of good doing that. I own that. And, but it, what it does is give you choices. So it kind of gives us parameters saying this, I own these qualities, but they are mine and they are my bags of tools that I can use to navigate the world, navigate my journey. Um, and so I'm not going to be a shy you know, recluse, if I'm very extroverted, you own that. And, um, and the numbers, the more you learn about them, and I've done this for 25 years and feel like I've scratched the surface. The more you learn about the numbers, the more you learn about yourself, it's excavating to the truth of who you are uh, and digging through the conditioning that taught you who you were supposed to be, but not necessarily who you are. And that's what I had to dig through where I finally hit bedrock with the numbers and I learned more about them and I began to own them and to claim them and to feel so much more authentic in that energy than to be the person I was taught to be by my parents. So I've helped a lot of people dig out from under that kind of conditioning where, you know, it's like saying, well, you have to grow up and take over the family business. No, that's not who I am. I don't want to take over the family business. I'm not you. We, numerology gives people permission to be themselves. Because everybody born on the day that you were born has the same life path energy that you have. They have the same challenges, expectations that are going on, the same enrichment in life. They do not have your name. And so how you're going to walk your path is going to be very different from someone else born on the same day, even at the same time, than how they're going to walk their path. Numbers can also be used for nav uh, navigating life. They're the map. As I said, they're a great forecasting tool. We haven't even got time to go into that. <laughs> Two of you are right now in very pivotal points in your life. You are going through may a major uh, turning point. And that would be Sarah and um, TC. You are both hitting very important um, transitions in your life this year. And so numbers really can help us to navigate day by day and month by month and year by year. And that's what I do on my numbers by shape page on Facebook. I put out a post every night for the next day showing kind of a, a guide but this is the energy we're walking into tomorrow. Heads up. But oh, it's we uh -huh. we've we all follow you on Facebook. And I sent a message to all of the rest of the women on this podcast and said, I'm sorry that you guys have to read Shay's message to me every day. Too bad it's <laughs> not and then everyone was like, No, 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 that message is clearly to me. So we were all very much identifying with what you were putting on Facebook. Well, the, what I put out there is our global energy. We're in a six global year. That means we are all going to be in this, all the things that the number six covers, which is home, family, career, 
Number six is all about the basics. And when I first meet you, where do you live? What do you do for a living? Are you married? Have you got kids? That's all six energy. And so we're all living in that same energy, even though we're navigating it very personally and individually. So knowing your life path is just the beginning, then you have to figure out the other numbers to really put the whole picture together. That's why you need a specialist. You need a professional for these things because <laughs> we are so multi-layered. There's so many numbers in uh, creating this light, this human experience that we have that you have to know where to stop and where to look. But yeah, there are, there are um, periods and pinnacles and personal years and essence numbers, maturity numbers, and all the numbers, bridge numbers, it goes on and on. And so when I do a chart, I have to kind of look at it from just a general perspective, but the people who have worked with me for years, we get really down and dirty with their energies and what's happening to them, what happened last year, what they got from it, what happens this year, and what they can look forward to next year. Should we be paying attention to the numbers that we're seeing, like in TC's dream with the 41, or you look at the clock and you're always seeing the same thing? Numbers are powerful messengers. Um, they come from within, not externally. They come from within us where our spiritual guidance always comes. It's never an external um, relationship. It's always uh, coming from within us. So repeating numbers are messengers or they can also be symptoms like Five, 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 as you were saying, can either be you're moving too fast because five is the number of freedom, movement, expansion, explosive change. And that's what we were all in last year. So if you see five, 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 it could be a symptom that you're moving too fast and you need to slow down. Or it could mean free yourself from this situation, get moving, come on, what are you waiting for? You have to look at the context. If you feel stuck in your life, 555 is saying, get out, do something, make some changes. If you're feeling like everything is out of control and it's chaotic, 555 is saying, whoa, 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 you're going too fast. Mm. There's so much to learn. Well, Shay, we are, and Pam, we are going to wrap up our episode this week with a challenge for our listeners to discover their own life path number. So we will um, put up some directions for calculating that number on our website, and we would love for you to share it with us using the hashtag Siren Soapbox. Shay, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. This has been so much fun and so interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you? Um, I do not have a website anymore, but I can be private messaged from my Facebook page, Numbers by Shay. And I also have an email account, numbersbyshay at gmail.com. And Shay is S-H-E-Y, not A-Y, or EA, it matters. <laughs> it does matter. <laughs> and Mer, all of that will be on our website as well. Of course, we'll make sure that we, we get everybody easy access to Shay. So Sirens, thank you so much for sharing with all of us tonight. And Pam, thank you so much for listening to our show and for this challenge. I'm so happy that awesome. you got out of your comfort zone to join us tonight. Yeah, this has been really, truly awesome. And and what I love about it the best is that I don't have to talk to my computer and have nobody answer. Like, (laughs) now y'all can actually hear me. (laughs) You know, Mark has the same problem sometimes. He finds himself yelling at the the radio. (laughs) And finally, thank you, fellow explorer, for listening to this episode. Go ahead and click the subscribe button wherever you're listening so you won't miss a single one of our recordings. Check out our website, sirensoapbox.com, where you'll find the instructions for calculating your life path number that we just talked about.
There will also be a link to the YouTube video of this podcast, just in case you prefer watching over listening. And until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Yay. Yay. Shay, Shay, I could have talked to you all night about numbers. I didn't even get to the two comments that I had. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag their latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.